Thessalonians. Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ our King. We are so excited for this opportunity to share the Word of God with you through your favorite program, The Moment of Truth. We are at a critical moment in God's plan for humanity, and God is said to do awesome things in and through individuals, families, communities, organizations, nations, continents, and across generations. As we proclaim the Word of God in the following series, you are going to receive illumination and direction, especially those in the Valley of Decision, and hopefully you'll be accurately positioned for the current move of God. So, sit back and relax. Go ahead, call your family and friends, and get ready for a life-changing encounter with the Word of God. As you do, your life will never be the same again. Genesis 24 verse 1. Now, Abraham was old, well advanced in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in some things, in a few things, in many things, in all things. Is that still available? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's true to all descendants of Abraham. Question, why are those under the ironic priesthood forbidden from eating from our own altar? They are forbidden because of their lack of restraint and discipline, especially the altar contempt displayed in the way and manner the corrupt sons of Eli dealt with the offerings of the people and of God. They were forbidden forever not to eat from our altar because they lack restraint, they lack discipline, in the corrupt manner they dealt with the offering of God and offering of the people. Their greed and covetousness, like some of the descendants of Aaron today, of, of that priesthood today, their greed and covetousness led to their terrible death and that of their father. First Samuel chapter 2, verse 12 to 17. First Samuel 2, 12 to 17. Now the sons of Eli were corrupt. They did not know the Lord, and yet they were priests. And the priest's custom with the people was that when any man offered a sacrifice, the priest's servant would come with a three-pronged flesh hook in his hand while the meat was boiling. Then he would thrust into the pan or kettle or cauldron or pot, and the priest would take for himself all that the fresh flesh hook brought up. So they did in Shiloh to all the Israelites who came there. Also before they burned the fat, the priest's servant would come and say to the man who sacrificed, Give meat for roasting to the priest, for he will not take boiled meat from you but raw. And if the man said to him, they should really burn the fat first, then you may take as much as your heart desires, he would then answer him, no, but you must give it now. And if not, I will take it by force. It's called by fire, by force. Therefore, the sin of the young man was very great before the Lord, for men abhorred the offering of the Lord. 
days, petty irritant apostates who were teaching that the tithe is obsolete because it's part of a ironic priesthood, capitalized on the excesses of the sons, modern sons of Aaron in the midst of the church. And they began themselves to teach erroneous things to correct erroneous ways. Error cannot correct error. Normally, the meat should be boiled and the priest comes with a three-pronged hook. It's given to them. And whatever that flesh hook takes is theirs. But they say, no, 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 no. Before you burn the fat, the fat is supposed to be something you offer to God. That's what it's meant. Before you burn the fat, I want it raw. I want my raw blessing. I want it now. And if you do not give it, I will take it by force. The news of these sons of Belial came to their father. Their father was a natural father, but they had a spiritual father. It's called Belial. They were corrupt. The news came to their father. Let's listen to what he said. 1 Samuel 2, verse 22 to 25. 1 Samuel 2, 22 to 25. Now Eli was very old, and he had everything his sons did to all Israel. And now they lay with the women who assembled at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. So he said to them, why do you do so things? For I hear your evil dealings from all the people. So they told their father that their son was going astray. The sons were going astray. No, my sons, for it is not a good report that I hear. You make the Lord's people transgress. Because a day will come like we are in now that I will say don't pay tight anymore. You make the Lord's people transgress. Let's go on. If one man sins against another, God will judge him. But if a man sins against the Lord, who will intercede for him? Nevertheless, they did not hear the voice of their father because the Lord desired to kill them. But God will not send the blows if he does not first send the warnings. So he raised a man of God to go warn Eli. For Samuel Chapter 2, verse 27. 1 Samuel 2, 27. Then a man of God came to Eli and said to him, Thus says the Lord, Did I not clearly reveal myself to the house of your father? Where? When they were in Egypt? Where? In Pharaoh's house. Was there where Abraham paid tithe to Melchizedek? No. Did I not choose him out of all the tribes of Israel to be my priest? To offer upon my altar to burn incense and to wear an effort before me? And did I not give to the house of your father all the offerings of the children of Israel made by fire? That's the one I gave to you, not the raw. Why do you kick out my sacrifice? You think you are giving it to man. Why do you kick at my sacrifice and my offering which I've commanded in my dwelling place and honor your sons 
more than me to make yourselves fat with the best Mercedes Benz, with the best automobile, with the best jets, with the best anything that is the best anywhere in the world that you just spend lavishly on. Why do you kick at my offering and make yourself fat with the best of all the offerings of Israel, my people? Therefore, the Lord God of Israel says, I said indeed, a change is coming here now. He said this, he's now about to say. Whenever the priesthood is chained, necessity is that there will be a change of procedure and law. Therefore, the Lord God of Israel says, I said indeed that your house and the house of your father will walk before me forever. But now the Lord says, far be it from me. For those who honor me, I will honor. And those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Behold, the days are coming that I will cut off your arm. And the arm of your father's house, so that there will not be an old man in your house. So generational blessings removed. That which God entered into between him and Abraham, there will be an everlasting covenant, governing everlasting possession between him and the generation yet unborn cut off. There will not be an old man. When these people start dropping dead early, you know what they brought upon themselves. And you will see an enemy in my dwelling place. Despite all the good which God does for Israel. And there shall not be an old man in your house forever. But any of your men whom I do not cut off from my altar. Shall consume your eyes. At the pastor's key. Shall consume your eyes and grieve your heart. And all the descendants of your house shall die. In the flower of their age. Now this shall be a sign to you that will come upon your two sons. On Ovni and Phineas, in one day they shall die, both of them. What is the reason for all this? Lack of restraint and discipline in taking the portion that belongs to them and leaving the rest for the purpose for which God established it. Are you still here? If you think men of God will get away with their excesses, then you don't know God. You don't know God. It's not your business. Don't worry about it. All the stars and his palm, he will crush them when time comes. Can I go a step further? Even at this time, God then drew a thick line between those who serve him and those who serve their bellies. Even as far back as this time, let me show it to you. But before I do, I would let you know that God still sent another warning. Eli's eyes were now dim. Before the light would be extinguished in the tabernacle, God began to call a four-year-old boy. Samuel. Samuel. Each time he heard, he thought it was Eli that was calling him. Which means, once upon a time, God spoke through Eli. The voice he was hearing sounded like Eli. You called me. Yeah, no, go and sleep. I didn't call you. God called a second time. He ran to Eli. You called me. No, I didn't call you. God called him a third time. Samuel, he ran. You called me. He said, uh, 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 uh. I recognize something. It must be God calling you. 
You to speak through me. Now when you hear him call again. Say speak Lord. For your servant hear it. And God came the fourth time. But now called twice. Samuel. Samuel. Do you realize how your parents tell you. They call you twice. God was raising Samuel. As a prophet in the land. Samuel, Samuel. And he said speak Lord. For your servant hear it. He said I'm about to do a thing in Israel. The hairs of those who hear it will tingle. I will kill Ophni and Phineas in in one day. Because of their transgression against me. The morning time came. Eli knew God would have spoken to the boy. And he called him and put him under oath. Tell me exactly what he said to you. If you hide it from me, it will happen to you. I said no. <laughs> no, 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 it's not coming to me. God said he will kill your two sons in one day. He said, Is the Lord. Let him do what pleases him. Chapter 4. The word of Samuel came to all Israel. Why? Because the Lord revealed himself to Samuel. By the word of the Lord. And the Philistines also came. They pitched their battle against the Israelites. And they defeated them. Then they said. Hey there's only one thing missing. The ark of the covenant of the God of Israel. Go and bring it to battle. The sons of Eli. Carried the ark. When they got to the meeting, to the midst of the children, there was a great noise, the ground shook. The Philistines said, Hey, what be time? What has happened? I said, The God, their God had come. He said, Hey, these are the gods who destroyed the Egyptians. We are in trouble. Quit like men. Strengthen yourself. Let's fight. They did not only kill Ophni and Phineas, they captured the ark and they took it to the house of Dagon. Because God will not allow you to have relationship with the ark of God that you don't have with the God of the ark. That's why holding mantle in your pocket is useless. That's why having a bottle you fill with water is useless. Only those who have intimate, intimate relationship with God cannot be intimidated by men. If you lose that intimacy, everything around you will intimidate you. They captured the ark. They took it to the house of Dagon. I don't have time to go to chapter 5. You know, Dagon, Padiagbako. Do you understand? Dagon, Padiagbako. He wished they had not brought the ark up because God can fight his own battle by himself. Ah, look, it's, 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 it's just including you by asking you to carry him on your shoulder. Oto Bikoshegbe. Are you, do you, are you here? Yes, sir. When the report came to Eli that his sons were dead, that didn't kill him. But when he heard that they have captured the ark, oh, the Bible says he was fired. He crashed and died. 
to let you know that God will wipe out everyone in the house of those who tamper with his offering anyhow. The wife of one of his sons was given birth. And when she gave birth, she looked at the circumstances and said, The glory is departed from Israel. Ichabod. Many people have you misused tithe are running Ichabod ministries. Do you understand me? The glory is departed. But it's not true. She was just saying that out of pain. The glory she thought departed was resident in Samuel. Are you with me? That's why you find Samuel stand before them. So testify before God and the king. Whose God have I taken? I started serving you as a child from my childhood. Whose money have I taken? Testify before God and say you have not. Did God draw a thick line even back then? Yes, he did. He said he will put a difference between those who serve their bellies and those who serve God. First Samuel chapter 2 was the first place he drew the line. Very thick on the ground. He said he will raise another set of priests that will serve his interests. First Samuel chapter 2 verse 27 to 34. 1 Samuel 2, 34 to 36. 34 to 36. Now this shall be a sign to you that I that will come upon your two sons on Ovni and Phineas. In one day they shall die, both of them. Then I will raise up for myself a faithful priest who shall do according to what is in my heart and in my mind. And I will build a sure house. And he shall walk before my anointed forever. And it shall come to pass. That everyone who is left in your house. Will come and bow down to him. For a piece of silver. And a morsel of bread. And say please put me in one of the priestly positions. That I may eat piece of bread. That's the reason they start ministry. It's piece of bread. Their God is their belly. Their end is shame. Because I will raise a faithful priest unto myself. Did he actually do that? This is the priesthood of Sadok, the sons of righteousness. Ezekiel 44 verse number 10. Ezekiel 44 verse 10. He drew a thick line even back then. And the Levites who went far from me, when Israel went astray, who strayed away from me after their idols, they shall bear their iniquity. Yet... They shall be ministers in my sanctuary. I have no business judging them. He will judge them by himself. Yet they shall be ministers in my sanctuary as what? As gatekeepers of the house and what? Ministers of the house. What they shall be? What shall they be in charge? They shall slay the burnt offering and the sacrifice for the people, and they shall stand before them to minister to them. These are people's pastors. Pastor of the people, by the people, and for the people. Because they minister to them before their idols and cause the hands of Israel to fall into iniquity. Therefore, I've raised my hand in an oath against them, says the Lord God, that they shall bear their iniquity and they shall not come near me to minister to me as a priest. You know what that means? They are cut off from hearing God. They will have to download their messages from the internet. No revelation, no inspiration. Do you understand me? Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. 
They will not have inspiration, no revelation. And guess what? What's the third thing? How does the word of God come to you? By inspiration, revelation, and illumination. They will remain in darkness. They will not see, they will not hear. They will, nothing will come near. They will have to invent what they will tell the people all the time. So today they will use comb. Tomorrow they will use rod. Next tomorrow they will use this. They will use that. Is it because the glory is departed? Do you understand? They have to give some substitutes. They will be gatekeepers. That's why they can die as to who become PFM president. And can chairman. They can kill themselves. They are gatekeepers. Just leave them and appoint two people from to be attending to them. You know what Jesus said in Matthew 23? I'm coming there later. As I round up, he said, Hey, those who sit in the seat of Moses, whatever they bid you do, do. But don't do as they do because they say and they don't do. So if they levy you and say, for PFN, you have to just give it to them. I remember one year when they did Magu Magu and rigged the election and brought a man to be their president. I called Bishop Mike and I called Dr. Dr. Badejo. I said, for this Magu Magu you did, Latin and Assembly will not give a penny to PFN until you change that person. And we never did. The person came here. I was inside. I said, tell him I'm not available. But when they changed, I went to see the next one. When he called for me, I said, we have a backlog money for you. We'll pay you everything because change had come. We are principled. I'm watching over the life of a people. I cannot mess them up and put my hands in what will backfire on you. I will pay for it dearly. Therefore, I have to watch out. Not only for your soul, but for my soul also. Let's read on. And they shall not come near me to minister to me as priests, nor come near any of my holy things, nor into the most holy place, but they shall bear their shame and their abominations which they have committed. Nevertheless, I will make them keep charge of the temple for all his work and for all that has to be done in it. Offering time, blessing time. Blessing time, offering time. Then they will, they will, they will take five offerings. One is circumstances, uh, what they call it? Captivity, Tony. One is Isaac. The other is Ishmael. They will take five offerings in one service. Because they're all about a piece of bread to eat. But God drew a thick line. Next verse. But the priests, the Levites, the sons of Zadok, which means sons of righteousness, who kept charge of my sanctuary. When the children of Israel went astray from me, they shall come near me to minister to me. If you are not ministered to God on behalf of people, you have no right to minister to people on behalf of God. They will first and foremost come and minister to me. And that which those uh, belly kings have consumed, they will use it to me and they shall stand before me to offer to me the fat that they wanted and the blood, their own very life, says the Lord God. They shall enter my sanctuary. They shall come near my table to minister to me. They shall keep charge, keep my charge. 
And it shall be whenever they enter the gates of the inner court that they shall put on linen garments. No wool shall come upon them while they minister within the gates of the inner court or within the house. Why? They shall have linen turbans on their head, linen trousers on their bodies. They shall not clothe themselves with anything that causes sweat. God hates sweat. And every time you say, I got this from the sweat of my brow, you curse the thing. Because you didn't need to sweat until man fell. I corrected a friend of mine. He said, no, no. He was joking with me. He said, look, uh, I handle my money differently because I got it from my sweat. You, people give you money. He said it first time. He said it second time. Third time I called him. I said, my dear friend, I want to appeal to you. I want to beg you for something. He said, what? Stop saying you got what you got through sweat. You are cursing your labor. I explained. He said, hey, you should have told me before. I would never say it again. I said, instead, be saying, these my hands are provided for my necessities. Do you understand me? God does not want them to come near him with sweat. It reminds him of the fall of man. Look at how far back God separated the sons of Zadok from the sons of Aaron. Are you with me so far? Oh, I have punchline coming. <laughs> Let's progress. Once a covenant is confirmed, it cannot be annulled. Unknown to many who quote the book of Malachi like a parrot, the entire book was written to correct the excesses of the priests of Malachi's days. Unknown to so many, when they quote Malachi, they think they are quoting some blessings. No, that book was written to address the excesses of liturgical priests. Malachi chapter 1. Look at the introduction to the book itself. Introduction to Malachi. Malachi, introductory note. It reads, and I quote, Malachi, a prophet, in the days of Nehemiah, directs his message of judgment to a people plagued with corrupt priests, wicked practices, and a false sense of security in their privileged relationship with God. Chapter 1, verse 6. A son honors his father, and a servant his master. If then I am the father, where is my honor? If I am a master, where is my reverence, says the Lord of hosts, to you priests who despise my name, yet you say, in what way have we despised your name? You offer the five food on my altar. You can read the rest. It was addressed to priests who defy God's name and God's order. As a matter of fact, in this same book, he said, Unless the sons of Levi are purified, their offerings will not be acceptable to him. You can read through it. So, when how finances are handled in the church matters to God more than to men because he sees everything. Do you realize when they were casting their offering in the temple, it's too by the treasury? 
watching over what they were given? Should that interest God? It does. It does. It interests him. In chapter 3 of Malachi, he said, Behold, I send my messenger, and he will prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant, in whom you delight. Behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who can endure the day of his coming? And who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire, and like launderer's soap. He will sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. He will purify who? The sons of Levi. And purge them as gold and silver. That they may offer to the Lord an offering in righteousness. Then the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasant to the Lord. Otherwise, you are wasting your time. It will not attract any divine blessings. You are just involved in routines and rituals that you don't understand. In fact, in chapter 2. Before chapter 3, listen to God. And now, O priests, this commandment is for you. If you will not hear, and if you will not take it to heart, to give glory to my name, so is the Lord of hosts, I will send a curse upon you. And I will curse your blessings. Yes, I've caused them already, because you do not take it to heart. I will rebuke your descendants, spread refuse on your faces, the refuse of your solemn feast, one would, and one would take you away with it, then you shall know that I have sent this commandment to you, that my covenant with Levi may continue. It has taught that he may continue. Says a lot of us, my covenant was with him, one of life and peace, and I gave them to him that he might fear me, so he feared me and was reverent before my name. The law of truth was in his mouth, injustice was not found on his lips. He walked with me in peace and equity, and turned many away from iniquity. For the leaves of a priest should keep what? Knowledge. And people should seek the law from his mouth. Why? For he is a messenger of the Lord of hosts. But you have departed from the way. You have caused many to stumble at the law. You have corrupted the covenant of Levi, says the Lord of hosts. The entire book we are quoting with parody buggy. Yes, there are blessings of the titan upon individuals and the nations. This was written to correct the excesses of liftical priesthood. That says something to me. <laughs> Who you have in charge of your ministry finances matters to God. If you put a thief in charge, it will hinder the blessings of the people. If you put someone with strife in his heart, it will stop everything. If you doubt that, go to Nehemiah chapter 13. When they put Sambalat in the treasury, everything scattered. Nobody could receive blessing anymore. The priests went back to their field to start digging the field. Until Nehemiah returned and pushed him out of the place. It's the same reason Father Abraham told Lord... Let there be no strife between you and I. Take whatever you want to take and go with it and leave me alone whatever is left. He, took, he thought he had taken the best and he had left the worst. But at the end of the day, he lost everything including his wife. Do you understand me? God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. 
Now let me close with these thoughts. I ask you a question and I need your answer, especially those of you who are persuaded that tithe is old and has gone with the covenant of Levi and you should not bother yourself with it anymore. Answer my question. Who should have the final authority on the subject? God or you and I? Jesus or any other pastor? Are you listening to me? Now here comes Jesus. In John chapter 8, he says, Every man will do the deeds of his father. If Abraham is your father, you must do what he has done. Didn't I read that to you? But he said, you have your father, the devil, and his deeds you will do. If Abraham paid tithe, where is it in this book where God said, nobody pays it anymore? You must do the deeds of your father. But that's not my punchline. I'm really interested in what Jesus said about the tithe. Matthew 23. This is not the opinion of any senior pastor or of any apostate or apostle or apostolic apostasy or apostate apostle. Matthew chapter 23. You be the judge. Then Jesus spoke to the multitudes and to who? To his disciples, verse 1. Who was he speaking to? The multitudes and to who? His disciples. Saying, the scribes and the Pharisees sit where? In Moses' seat. Therefore, whatever they tell you to observe, that observe and do. But do not do according to their works, for they say and do not do. And then he began to curse the scribes and the Pharisees. Verse 23. These were written in red in your Bible. It is the word of Jesus. You have yourself to blame if you don't understand this. Woe to you scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faith. This you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. What is the others? Tight. You must keep the weightier matters of the law. Even your tithe must be given by faith. Justice, mercy and faith. This you ought to have done and not to leave the others undone. Uh, that's my punchline number one. Did Jesus say tight tightening is old? Let's now look at two books of the Bible and let me close. Or shall I ask for rain to pour down so that you can stay here? Hebrews chapter 8. I taught you partly this last Sunday. I want to bring something out of Hebrews and Galatians and I close the case today and you have yourself 
to go and examine the book and check every spirit, whether this thing is obsolete or whether you are shortchanging yourself. Hebrews chapter 8, verse number 1. Now this is the main point of the things we are saying. KJV said this is the summary. We have such a high priest who is seated at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens. Who is that? Jesus. A minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle with the Lord erected and not man. For every high priest is appointed to offer both gifts and sacrifices. Therefore, it is necessary that this one capital O also have something to offer. Who gave to the high priest appointed on earth the gifts they offered? The people. Who is going to give to this one what to offer? His body. Now let's go to Galatians chapter 3. Oh. Kai, 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 kai. Thank you Lord Jesus. No one can annul any covenant that is confirmed. Okay, let's start from verse 7. Therefore, know that only those who are faith are sons of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, In you, is that just Israel? In you, all the nations shall be blessed. Verse 15. Please pay attention. Verse 15. Brethren, I speak in the manner of men. (laughs) Though it is only a man's covenant, yet if it is confirmed, no one annuls or adds to it. The covenant between Abraham and God, was he confirmed? Yes. Was he confirmed? Yes. Has he been annulled? No. Let's read further. Let me start from the beginning. Thank you. Brethren, I speak in the manner of men. Though it is only a man's covenant, yet if it is confirmed, no one annuls or adds to it. Now to Abraham and his seed, were the promises made. He does not say, and to seeds as of many, but as of one, and to your seed, who is Christ. And this I say, that the law, which was 430 years later, cannot annul the covenant that was confirmed before by God in Christ, that he should make the promise of no effect. Has it been cancelled? As if it, don't let anyone who had made his own money derail you. Because he paid before, now he finds offense in it, and he's only going to shortchange you. The law that is 430 years after cannot annul. Let me read that one more time, and I'm not going to stop there. And this I say that the law, which was 430 years later, cannot annul. The covenant that was confirmed before by God in Christ. That he should make the promise of no effect. For if the inheritance is of the law. Is no longer of promise. But God gave it to Abraham 
by promise. Issue. Do you want the law or do you want the promise? <laughs> That's all. So if Abraham is your father, do what he has done. You will get what results Abraham got. Verse 26. Verse 26. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many as of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Stop shortchanging yourself. See, the problem is we don't trust God. Because we don't trust him and we don't fear him, we cannot honor him. Proverbs chapter 3, I close with that. Proverbs chapter number 3. Those who honor God with their substance must fear him. Proverbs 3 verse 5, I'll read up to verse 10 and I close. Proverbs 3, 5 to 10. Trust in the Lord with what? All your heart. And need not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he shall direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. For the fear the Lord and depart from evil. Trust, fear. Can you see? Now, it will be held to your flesh and strength to your bones. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. So your bands will be filled with plenty and your verbs will overflow with no wine. Brothers and sisters, saints and strangers. That covenant that is confirmed that can, cannot be annulled. Not even annulled by the law that came 430 years after the principle of paying tight, the principle of meeting urgent needs, and the principle of obeying God in sacrificial offering between you and God must be constantly observed in your life if you are going to be the seed of Abraham and here according to the promise, not the law. Stand to your feet. The covenant, once it is confirmed, cannot be annulled. Let no one derail you. Let no one deceive you. Drop the lie you have embraced and embrace truth. Fear God. Honor him. Trust him. Your bonds will be filled and your vat will overflow. Lift your hands to heaven. Father, we thank you for teaching us your word in this house. For not leaving us to be derailed by others. Oh yes, their argument can sound profound. But you cannot stand in the light of the truth. Because you are tampering with your church and impoverishing your church. Lord, release your El Shaddai anointing upon your people. And as they honor you, honor them back. Those who honor you will honor. And those who despise you will lightly esteem. Let truth prevail in this house. Let it set men and women free. Remove them from the grip of poverty and lack. The principles you have established for us to follow. Help us to follow it to the end. And cause us to be blessed in all things like Abraham. In Jesus' mighty name and the people said, Amen.
thanks so much for listening. We have to end it here today, but it's been a real joy to come into your homes to unveil the truth of God's Word. I pray that the Word of God you have received will sink deeply into your hearts and bring forth tangible fruit in Jesus' name. Amen. In addition, I pray that the truth you've embraced will not only set you free, but it will empower you to impact your environment positively as God's representative in your sphere of influence. Till we meet again on this platform, remain sandwiched between the peace of God and the God of peace. God bless you richly. Bye, Bye for, for now. now.